This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, happy Friday, everyone. And yes, these are Friday shows that we do, in case you're listening to this as a replay uh, during the weekend, we do do this live on Fridays from 2 to 3 o'clock. If you're listening to a replay show, you can still text us a question, and I'll get that answered as quickly as I can. Really quick, our text line, 307-200-8222. And as always, you can call into the station as well or to the studio, 303-477-5600. Special guest joining us now, though, Gary Groudon. Make sure I say that last name correctly. Gary, welcome. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you very much for having me. I, I appreciate it. You are CEO of Natural Storage Systems, and I've been looking forward to this actually all week. You are going to teach us how we can store food and survive without refrigeration, which someday we may need. Well, absolutely, and it's it's been done for for ages and ages and ages. And you know, back in uh, even medieval times, uh, they they used honey to. Um, store their meat and a lot of vegetables they'd store them and i've, I've recently been in africa where they they actually dip the, the all the food products in wax and they they okay. coat them and and store them until they melt the wax off and and have supposedly <laughs> fresh food but um you know here in the united states food processors and packagers have been using nitrogen uh, since the 30s and, you know, 78% of the air we breathe is, is nitrogen. Um, so what they, they do is, or what, what spoils food is oxygen and moisture. So by, by removing that oxygen, similar to way, the way a, a vacuum sealer would remove sure. oxygen, but, um, but that gets expensive too. The, the single use throwaway bags, um, you've got to have electricity to get your little vacuum sealer True. going or, True. or one of those old, hand pumps, I suppose, but, um, you know, so many of the products you, you can't vacuum seal. And so, so they backflush with nitrogen. I know um, a lot of the preppers um, it can buy, well, anyone can buy it, but they use it quite extensively in that market, are the five-gallon pails of beans and corn and uh, other various dry products all stored in nitrogen uh, five-gallon pails. So it's it's been used just like a potato chip bag or cheese bag, bag salads, all that type of um, product is, is stored in nitrogen. Okay, so, so real quick, backing up through history, and I learned this the other day as well. We do a health and wellness segment on my daily show, and it sure. didn't really dawn on me, but I should have recognized it. We, as Americans, actually started to eat more poorly once we started to have refrigeration, because then came preservatives and all sorts of other things that we now have in our foods that, frankly, Gary, prior to refrigeration, we didn't have. Yep, absolutely. And and I guess we've all gotten used to it. My blood pressure is, <laughs> has gone through the roof because of all the processed foods. So um, I, I, I certainly look for natural and organic and, and try to, to store and, and keep my own foods uh, fresher and a little more natural, okay. process. Okay, question for you. And again, we, we are. this is Ready Radio. We're talking about how to be prepared for the, I say, the what-ifs of life. It could be a natural disaster. It could be, you know, the sure. end-of-the-world type scenario with an EMP where there's no electricity or very little of. I mean, there's all sorts of scenarios that might... Excuse me. Didn't mean to sneeze on oh. you there, Gary. Um, 
that might bring us to you know to to this knee but my question is is there any uh make sure i word this right is there is there validity i guess or or is there the ability to do this even without an end of the world scenario and if and if that's the case is there benefits in doing it absolutely uh, I, I use it daily. We, we developed a product, um, a, a series of bowls and bags and different sizes and styles of containers, um, and we, we filter oxygen to, to create our own canisters of nitrogen, okay. um, 100% food-grade nitrogen, so we can, we can buy in bulk or we can grow your own just for your own um, safety or, or, or at least comfort level. Um, but even leftovers and, and just about any type of food products that, that we all consume, uh, we can place them in our bags or in our bowls and reinsert the nitrogen just like it came from the store. Oh, oh boy, excuse me, now you got me. Going. Ah, so, sorry about that. I um, <laughs> didn't mean to pass it along. <laughs> so uh, on our on our website, which is mymapware.com, you okay. can see how that whole system works. And... Uh, just just to stop throwing money away, um, you know, the, we threw away. It's the last couple of years have been about 165 billion dollars wow. a year. Wow! But the new new numbers came out for this year at 210 billion dollars just thrown in the garbage, but at the consumer level. So that's that's a lot of food. You know, they talk about feeding people all over the world, but um, but we throw away more than. <laughs> enough that would keep half the world alive. And in some cases, and again, I, and I, I think this, I think I'm saying this right. It's not always just thrown away on the consumer level. Sometimes it's thrown away at the store level. It doesn't get bought, or it's it's lost in transit, or whatever the case may be. But to your point, we 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 literally could feed the entire world off what we throw away. Absolutely, and you know that that 210 billion dollars last year. That's just the consumer. If we add wow. back in the food wow. processors and transportation and the grocery stores, uh, the numbers just get astronomical. About 40% of all food produced is thrown away. Wow. Okay, that's, before we, go, before we go further along, I'm, I'm very interested in your product, your site, and so on. I think that's a good place to start. So, it's, you know, let's start there. Because I'm looking at some of the pictures on here and the food that's been stored your way versus not your way, and it's it's extraordinary, by the way. For those of you listening, we'll have this link up on our website later as well. Explain your system, how it works. And again, folks, the, the website is MyMapWare, W-A-R-E, MyMapWare.com. Explain how that works again, Gary. Okay. Well, MAP, um, for, for MapWare, MAP stands for Modified Atmosphere Packaging. Okay. And like I said, that's been used since the 30s. But... Um, we have a series of, of bags and, and bowls. Our, our bags are made of a special film, the, the plastic uh, bag. They are reusable. Um, it, it's not like a Ziploc baggie where it's just that thin mm-hmm. plastic film. Uh, it, it's a little heavier film, almost like what comes, um, like your cheese comes in that hangs on the on the grocery store shelf. Makes sense. Um, so it's a heavier type film. But they have special one-way and two-way valves, depending on which system you're using, uh, where you place your food in there, uh, zip it shut, and take our canisters of nitrogen, which also has a fold-down attached stainless steel straw, uh, you know, stainless steel, because it keeps it cleaner for sure. food use sure. as well. 
So it, it, you just kind of back flush your food. We're not spraying anything on the food. We're simply exchanging the air around. So, the so food. I, can I think I'm following you? Where does the that that you know little bit of oxygen that's in there? Where does it go? Uh, just just right back out of the bag. That's why I said it's a it's either a one way or a two way valve depending uh, on the okay. the the bag. Uh, just has a has a one way, but you 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 know, sort of squeeze it a little bit when you zip it and force as much oxygen as you can out. Uh, you can also leave a corner of the bag open when you blow the nitrogen in. Okay. But our our bowls uh, have a, have two valves, one input and one um, exit vent to let the uh, oxygen exhaust out. How much so, of that? Of that um, air inside, I guess I could call it that. How much of that yeah. has to be nitrogen versus oxygen for it to preserve the food? Well, you know, ideally, you should be down to about one percent or so. But um, you know, if if oxygen is, uh, I don't know if I said this, nitrogen is seventy eight percent of the air we breathe is right. nitrogen. Right. But that other twenty one percent is is oxygen, and the the oxygen, excuse me, it's what contains the mold and the, or it contains the moisture, which causes the mold and bacteria to form. Mm. So, even if um, that twenty-one percent oxygen inside the bag or bowl was reduced to ten percent, you're going you're still going to extend the shelf life uh, of the food product in a nitrogen-rich atmosphere as opposed to a complete flush. Makes sense. Oxygen. Makes sense. I mean, I'm a, so, I'm a car guy. Come out of the car world, and for you know quite a while now, Gary, we've been using nitrogen in tires for not sure. necessarily to preserve them, but to keep the air pressure more constant. A lot of the reasons that you're talking yeah. about here, even for food, we now do on the tire side, and so I'm kind of familiar with you know the molecules and how things work and the difference in the gases and so on. And I'm not a chemist by any stretch of the imagination, but I understand the sure. principle. I just didn't realize that applied to food. Yeah. And another reason you put that in your tires, like like NASCAR and, and the race cars use use that, and over the road trucks use that quite quite a bit. Uh, it doesn't heat up, uh, and your tires don't blow out like they do with with regular air. So that so the temperatures don't affect the nitrogen in your food storage bags or bowls quite like oxygen does either. So the other question uh, or the I, other thing that I thought and. Again, I'm not an expert, so correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't it also change the moisture content as well? Doesn't it help it not ha- not keep and retain moisture? Correct. Okay. Yes. It it does um, eliminate the moisture, um, and I know, well, especially you're out there in Denver and in the cannabis market. Um, you know, they they when they cure their product, they like to maintain you know 56 ish plus or minus I suppose percent of moisture content. So as they're curing, they can cure with nitrogen uh, and eliminate the on and off and on and off and on and off of the lids to regulate moisture. I see. So I see. If, it, if, if the moisture is too high, you just add a little more nitrogen. Okay. If it's D- too low, then they could open up the lid. But Okay, dumb um, question on my part. You take a, I don't know, I'm just going to, I'm looking at your website, so I'm going to say, okay, let's take a bag of strawberries. We put them in a bag yeah. or even in one of your your tubs, one of the two. Does that need to be refrigerated, and what's the shelf life like if we either refrigerate or don't refrigerate once we've used the product? It it can be refrigerated. Um, you know, if if the food product, let's say, um, especially meat, 
um, if it's recommended to be refrigerated, uh, it still should be. <laughs> it will extend the shelf life regardless of refrigeration. But, you know, just, just for safety's sake, it, it does help to have uh, refrigeration. Um, but it, it certainly will extend the shelf life without it. Okay. And, and how long? Um, we've kept strawberries for three, four, five weeks uh, with no refrigeration, just wow. um, sitting on the, on the shelf. Wow. And uh, bananas I've, I've kept actually for a couple months. Bread, uh, I guess I don't refrigerate bread anyway, but, um, but <laughs> the old day old loaf of bread right. um, is a thing of the past. We can keep bread up to 60 days. Wow. And, you know, and not that you want to keep your bread for, for two months, but it's nice to know that it's still fresh next week. So, you know, like an right. eight-pack of hamburger buns, you, know, you, you, you take out two or four buns and right. you got three right. or four buns left over and they get crusty Man, and what, green. What a, what a savings for, I mean, for the folks listening, I mean, what a savings, not talking even end of the world or, you know, those types of scenarios, but just on a daily basis, what a huge savings on food. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, like the average family of four is about $185 a month in food that they throw away. Wow. And, you know, if I took $185 a month right. and added that to your garbage pickup, um, you know, people would have a fit. Right. Because they, they, never, they never convert that to an actual dollar amount. Correct. But, uh, if we added it to your bill, you'd, you'd have a fit. And, uh, but throwing it away in the garbage, they don't think about it. Folks, you can buy this, again, right online. It's really easy. It's mymapware.com, mymapware.com. And, again, we've got some other tips. And, and Gary, I, I didn't ask how long you could stay. Uh, you know, we're, we're here a full hour. I don't need you, I don't think, for the entire hour. But if I could get a couple segments out of you, it would be fantastic. Absolutely. Okay, let's do this. I, let's I take a, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. And what I want to get from Gary also is there's other ways out. You know, let's say that – Something happens and you don't have all of Gary's stuff with you and you still need the ability to store some food for a longer time frame. We've got some tips for you on that line as well. So hang tight. And uh, Gary Groudon is with us right now. So, guys, we'll be right back. And he is CEO of Natural Storage Systems. Hang tight. We will come right back. This is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest with solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Alan only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power now. Make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com slash sun or by calling 303-378-7537. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures 
all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns, are some rooms colder than you'd like? Upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20 to 40%. Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical heating and air. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. If you think you need a new roof, think again. I might be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a roof max treatment. Hi, this is Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado. We specialize in helping 90% of our clients avoid a costly replacement by adding at least five more years of life to the roofs, and is guaranteed with a five-year transferable warranty. However, if it makes more sense to replace your roof due to wear and tear or storm damage, we are more than happy to do so. Yet our goal is to do everything we can to get you more life from your existing roof, whether it is an asphalt shingle roof or a flat roof for both residential or commercial. Give us a call at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com. And I will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Mention you heard this on KLZ 560 to receive your $250 fall discount. All right, we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. And again, we have got Gary Groudon with us. And for those of you that maybe are just tuning in, we just went through some of the things that Gary's company offers, natural storage systems. And again, the website itself that you can go and check all this out. We were talking about it earlier. Is my map where, so M-Y-M-A-P, map where, W-A-R-E dot com. Now, Gary, I also know that you've got some great tips for us in case... 
somebody finds themselves, you know, in a situation where, you know, they need to store some food a little longer, they don't have your system, or, you know, maybe they had to have the bug out bag and head out and they don't have the ability to drag all that stuff along, what do they do to preserve food? Well, there's, there's many, many ways, um, just like they, they did in, in ancient times, uh, or even, you know, without getting biblical, uh, in Genesis, the chapter Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, book of Genesis, uh, Joseph stored corn for seven years. True. And That's right. And he, he did that in burying it underground in underground chambers so the oxygen, yep. so, the, so the product was not exposed to oxygen. And not that you want to bury your food, but... Um, no, but that, and, and your... him doing that made Egypt a very rich country at the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure did. And, and they, they still do that. Um, in a lot, of, a lot of ancient times, they also used honey. Uh, they, would, they would store food, uh, and still do. A lot, especially a lot of the Arab countries still use honey okay. to um, put their meat in or fruits and vegetables. So, what does, Gary, uh, what does the honey do? But... It coats it, but the um, uh, excuse me, um, excuse me. You're fine. Uh, the honey has a high concentration of sugar, and the the sugar inhibits the bacterial growth and allows the food to be stored just uh, mm. for for prolonged periods of time. Okay. And you know another way, you know, if if you can dry the food, just like like sun dried tomatoes or dehydrated. Um, fruits and vegetables. Uh, that that's another way, just by itself. Mm-hmm. But they also store in um, olive oil or an edible oil. I say it doesn't have to be olive okay. oil necessarily, okay. but uh, but an edible oil. And you know, you can buy sun-dried tomatoes um, either in a in a bag, dry, or in the little jars with with oil. True. So there's there's many foods that they do store in oil as well, and. Um, and a lot of times you can buy apples, especially they they do a lot of uh, where they coat them with a wax type substance. Not that um, I, I don't necessarily care for my food <laughs> where you have to scrape off the wax coating or or heat it to melt it off. But it is certainly a way to to keep the oxygen uh, from coming in contact with the product. And and really that's what that's what your product does. So what you're doing in this case is is doing that without your product. In other words, we're keeping that food as fresh as we can by just eliminating the oxygen contact with it. Absolutely. Okay. And another nice thing about my bags is they're well, obviously lightweight, just like, you know, put, put your food in there before you leave home. Um, or as you're out fishing, hunting, uh, camping, you can throw your, your catch uh, into one of, one of my bags and give it a shot of nitrogen. You're not running... Uh, to the uh, gas station or, or to the local store to get ice all day long. Uh, good point. So very handy. Uh, oh, okay, so yeah. I, I got to ask. I, I didn't ask this in the first segment. I should have. What what got you going on all this? How did all this start? Well, I, I've been very creative <laughs> most of my life, but I, I I've been in the finance business um, in the early days, and I specialized in food processing and packaging equipment, okay. financing equipment. Okay, and. In order to do that, I had to know how the machinery works and mm-hmm. what it does, and um, so we can calculate a value of the of the equipment. Sure. And through the years, I just said, boy, if there was just some way we could take that machine or what that machine does and break that down, the, the largest percentage of food loss is still at the consumer level. So if we could just have some way to get the consumer to use that at home. Wow. After you open up that bag of chips, um, 
you know, they, they go stale in a week or two, depending on where you live. Wow. So, what an idea. Um, putting that back in there, just like it came from the store, uh, it's just been a lifesaver for us and all the people that have bought our system. So it's, uh, it's quite unique, and it's been absolutely wonderful. And it does extend the shelf life. It's awesome. Talk about the silver dollar. <laughs> yeah, silver dollars. Well, it, you know, the, well, it, that also goes back to, um, you know, ancient times. But um, the pioneers heading west, we have, we made um, um, pitchers and bowls and containers out of out of silver, and still use stainless silver or stainless steel. But um, but silver was used uh, to to put the products in. And silver coins were actually placed into jugs uh, and water barrels to keep the water from becoming tainted over you know, their long trips going west. So uh, it, it, the silver has a fungicidal quality, and it just um, prevents a lot of that from forming. You, you've seen those little silver stones that you can get, yeah. or, or maybe you've seen them, where you can uh, you know, eliminate the garlic smell or onion smell off your hands just by rubbing this little stone. So by it, it does the same type of thing where you place those little uh, a stone or they, they used to place silver coins into their mm-hmm. uh, food containers and their containers into silver bowls. And um, it, it works much the same way. I have no, a little trick we learned, and I didn't know this, but if you have a carbonated drink... Doesn't matter what it is, could yeah. be anything. You put a big long silver spoon in that carbonated drink; it stays carbonated. Yeah, yeah, it'll keep it. It's just you know whatever those the properties are in in silver, um, but it has that um, the bactericidal and the the fungicidal mm-hmm. qualities, and um, it, it works. You know, it, it really does. I. I I, I first looked at that and I thought, yeah, right, sure, yeah, this is gonna work. <laughs> so he thought, well, you know, what do you got to lose? Let's give it a whirl. Uh, sure, shooting, Gary, it works. I was, I was shocked. It does work. The, the other trick these days is to find something that's pure silver. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, good point. Good point. You don't have any silver coins anymore, and um, but you know, there's there's still plenty of silver around. Even old grandma's old silverware. True. Good point. So. Okay, so when it comes to, and, and you've also got a tip in here, just you know, spraying it with nitrogen. So I guess dumb question on my end. Is, is that something folks can just buy in a can? Is there other varieties of it? Does it have to be a food-grade nitrogen? How does that work? Yes, it should be food-grade nitrogen. The, the nitrogen you, you spray in your tires, um, obviously, is not food-grade or right. medical-grade. And uh, food-grade just means it's highly filtered as opposed to just... Um, vacuumed out of out of the air. You've seen um, people with medical conditions that have a little oxygen tank in right. their room, or they walk right. around with the the hoses. Uh, what the, what that's doing is concentrating the oxygen, um, sort of a, a reverse filter. Okay. So what what this does, or how we we get the nitrogen, uh, we, it's just filtered right out of the air. So it's natural, it's organic, and uh, it's filtered right out of the air. But for food grade, it's filtered and then filtered again, a highly filtered medical grade. And food grade is pretty much the same. Uh, but they use, they use nitrogen in um, hospitals quite extensively for, for keeping uh, products, or products, meaning uh, their utensils, their, their uh, equipment clean. Uh, bars and restaurants use it to purge uh, tanks and, and their, their um, 
they're not beer lines, water lines, whatever you call oh, them. Oh, sure, lines. sure. So they, they flush all those with nitrogen okay. and sometimes um, CO2, but... Uh, so that that food grade, which just means it's a um, little little better quality, purer, um, filtered. And the, and the idea being, we're not cooling anything; we're just eliminating the oxygen from hitting it. Yeah, that's that's all there is. Okay. There's there's several ways you can um, what they call blanketing. Like if you had a a bowl of soup, um, you blanket, or or like in the wine industry, um, they they blanket the top of the wine um, so you don't need to replace that whole headspace inside of a wine bottle or, or if you're going to store soup uh, you just put a blanket on it and the the nitrogen in our in our canisters is um, 140 psi in those in the cans so it's blown down to the bottom to the surface area of the food mm. and the oxygen just holds it down there I see so it I forms see. a blanket. So like I see. A, like a bag of chips um, or something you know, similar to a chip where there's more air space in there as opposed to just a head space. Uh, takes a little more um, just to filter down through there. But like I said, it doesn't have to be um, fully purged. A nitrogen-rich atmosphere is going to keep it hmm. better than if it was just all, all oxygen in there. So. Does it matter it if the does it matter, Gary, if the food moves around inside of that container? So you know you you do that and it's stored, and all of a sudden you're going to grab a few things, hit the road. So you know things might shake around in the container or whatever the case may be. Is that affecting anything at all when that happens? Um, it could. I wouldn't um, you know put a blanket on top of my wine bottle and then shake it up. Um, no, no, no. I meant, I meant like your container. So you get your container all sealed, you've got yeah. your food on the shelf, and all of a sudden, hey, i got to go, so I'm just going to grab a few things and head out the door. Does does moving anything around in that container affect anything at all? No, not really. There, okay. There's not enough movement in there to, to change anything. And, okay. Um, the containers are certainly small enough, um, you know, unless you're taking great big tubs or something with you. So, okay, d- another dumb question on my part. If you use this to... Not, and I don't know, maybe you don't have to, but if you were storing even, you know, flour, sugar, things like that that you're going to bake with and you want to keep that as fresh as you can, because believe it or not, you can look at a bag of flour and there's even a shelf life on it, I'm guessing, because it will draw in moisture and some of the things we're even talking about. If you store yep. those types of items in your containment system, does it have like an indefinite shelf life? Pretty much. Um, I've, I've seen products like that go up to 30 years. Okay. Um, you know, you're not going to, you're probably going to use it somewhere between sure. now and then. Sure. But but it will certainly last for 30 years. Beef jerky and those types of products will certainly keep for up to 30 years if, if they're just stored in the bag. But, um, but yes, flour and um, sugar, salt, uh, you know, they also get, can get buggy. Um, right. But bugs right. and insects, mice, cannot live in a, in a nitrogen-rich atmosphere. With, they need the oxygen to breathe. So right. bugs and even larva uh, is all destroyed um, with a nitrogen flux. So even if there was a little bit in there that you did not know about, by doing this method, you're killing all that off anyways? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Makes t- I mean, makes total sense. I mean, it almost makes you want to go and really reorganize your entire pantry and start putting everything in this because you know you'd have an indefinite shelf life on most everything in the pantry at that point. Well, that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> I mean, that'd be the idea. And besides the fact, you could probably store things a little bit more 
efficiently and do some condensing at the same time because you and I both know when you keep everything in a package, nothing stores on the shelf the same way that, you know, the, the canisters that are all the same size would, for example. Sure. Sure. And another thing that, that we can't control, you, me, and, and every consumer uh, can't control is uh, how fresh were the strawberries the day you bought uh, them? Very true. Very true. Um, you know how how fresh was the meat yep. uh, when you bought it? You know if you're if that's you're hunting right. and, and have your own, that's that's one thing you can control. But um, you know, bad food in is still going to be bad food out. That the nitrogen is not going to cure mm. spoiled food. Good point. Good point. No, yeah. this this makes. To- I mean, this is again, this is great information for for everyone listening. I want to make sure I give the website out again. I got a couple more questions for Gary, but it's my map where. Dot com and it's it's w a r e so mymapware.com and we'll put this up on the website a little bit later great website by the way gary you guys did a, a great job thank on that you, it's very and, and one of the best i think one of the best um pictures on here is we all know you can cut an avocado and within minutes almost you can almost start watching it turn brown and granted it's still good to the taste and all that but it just starts to look nasty i guess is the way to say it gary in yeah. in your case that you you could cut an avocado eat half of it and store the other half and you'd be in fine shape absolutely and when i think that commercial is also on the website or part of the, one of the commercials is on the website and when we were filming that uh, it, they they had cut it open, cut open an apple. Apple does pretty much the same true, thing. Where true. You know, within minutes or, or mm-hmm. an hour, they're they're turning brown. So we we had laid some out for um, demonstration purposes to film it, and they laid a bag of of sliced apples up on on the counter with um, stored in nitrogen, and another one just stored in a bag, and the the ones in the bag were as brown as as mm. you can get mm. for for a couple of weeks. Wow. And the ones in our bag were, were as white as if they had just cut them. And the, the producer asked them, well, how, how, long have, or how long has this been sitting here? How long have these been stored in nitrogen? And the lady said almost three weeks. And the producer flipped. He said, oh, this works? <laughs> well, of course <laughs> it does. Why else would you be here? <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. And again, another, another dumb question on, on my part. I mean, th- this is to me so... You know, earth shattering, and this is the first. I'll be honest, this is the first I've heard of it. When I saw the, you know, the kind of the press release come through for this for me to have you on air, and I got to researching it, looking at it, I'm like, holy cow, what a great idea! Why have I never heard of this before? Why have I never heard of this before, Gary? Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting right here behind this microphone. Here we go. That's where I'm at. Um, no, it's it, it's funny. People, no one. It seems like no one's ever heard of this. Everyone uses it just about every day of the week all over the world. If you're eating in a restaurant um, or at home, that when you went to the grocery store, when the when the uh, commercial uh, food processors and packages deliver to restaurants, they're um, uh, they're delivering big bags of cheese, big bags of this and mm-hmm. fruits and veggies, and all of that's been stored in nitrogen. But no one ever talks about. No. No one ever thinks about when you open up a bag of chips. Um, what that you just open it up and let the let the nitrogen out? I had no idea. You, yeah, you roll up and put your little chip clip on there, yep. and you're feeling oxygen inside. Yep. You're not keeping the product. Fresh. No, you're not. I mean, again, this is just to me phenomenal. Not only is this, you know, sort of that. You know, how do you keep things lasting longer in a you know in, in an emergency type situation, whether it be 
you know, you name it, Hurricane Blizzard. I mean, even the folks in Florida, you know, look at that, and, and we all think, sure. well, you know, when's the end of the world happening? Well, it doesn't have to, Gary. We can have isolated situations just like that to where, you know, there are some of those, ca- those situations or some of those areas in Florida right now that still do not have power. Things like this that you have would keep all those people fed. Yep, absolutely. And it, we're, we're starting to do that um, in 20- and 40-foot shipping containers as well. Uh, uh, we, we put a giant liner inside of a uh, you know those big yep. 40-foot steel shipping containers and fill it with corn, fill it with rice, soybeans, and we can save and, and preserve corn for seven years in those containers, and we can literally end world hunger by doing that. It sounds crazy to say something like that, but... Um, no, I, I think that's a, a reality. I mean, again, you go back to what we opened up with, which is the amount of food, you know, that is thrown out not only on the consumer level, but even in the transit end of things and what happens at grocery stores and so on. And you look at all of that combined, uh, we as a country could feed the whole world no problem. Yep, absolutely. And when I was down in Africa, they grow enough food to feed themselves. They mm. grow enough, probably as much food or if not more than we produce in the United States, but they eat like a king for a month and they starve for eleven. Yeah, good point. They, they just have no way to keep it. Yeah, they don't. They don't have. They don't have. We don't know how spoiled we are here with modern, you know, refrigeration and freezers and so on. Gary, again, yeah, we are. It's and it's partially why we're quote unquote fat and happy. <laughs> yeah, well, Liter- I mean, literally, I, I, we are fat and happy as a country. Yes, yes, we we certainly are, and. I, I tell people all the time, I'm overweight on purpose. And, you know, they, they give you that funny look, and I said, because I've never accidentally eaten anything. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Good for you. Gary, it has been an absolute joy having you. I have, I've learned so much. I, I do every time I do this program each week, and, and I mean that for all of you listening sincerely. I hope you've learned as well. that This is a fabulous invention, folks, and I mean that. And, and Gary, I'll, I'm going to go online, buy some. I'll give you my own testimonial here. I'd love to have you back. Uh, this is fabulous. I, I really appreciate you very much much sir well great thank you very much for having me and um hope to uh, to talk to you again soon. we'll do it we'll do it again gary gary Groudon. we appreciate it very much sir thank you all right thank you you bet take care and uh, again folks gary Groudon. he is the ceo of natural storage systems and i think we just got onto something that will uh not only uh, save you guys a ton of money when you look at the amount of food each and every one of us throws away, and I know we do, I'm as guilty of this as anyone, you know, there's only so much of something you can eat before it goes bad, especially in my case where it's only the two of us, my wife and I, and for some of you that have a larger family, maybe it's not as big of a deal, but there's a lot of you listening that are just like me, and you're trying to figure out ways to preserve these things and have it last longer and in the end save money. Well, guess what? We just found you that way. MyMapWare.com, and it's, it's M-Y, my, map, M-A-P, where, W-A-R-E, MyMapWare.com. Again, we'll put this up later on our website as well. But, guys, we've also got another guest joining us. Alan Davis will join us here from Solar Energy Partners, so don't go anywhere. We'll find out exactly how we can do, get some energy to you, which hopefully will even, you know, Take care of some of what we even talked about a moment ago when it comes to some of those those scenarios we just mentioned. But hang tight. Ready Radio. We'll be right back. KLZ 560. If you think you need a new roof, think again. I might be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a roof max treatment. Hi, this is Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado. We specialize in helping 90% of our clients avoid a costly replacement by adding at least five more years of life to the roofs. 
and is guaranteed with a five-year transferable warranty. However, if it makes more sense to replace your roof due to wear and tear or storm damage, we are more than happy to do so. Yet our goal is to do everything we can to get you more life from your existing roof, whether it is an asphalt shingle roof or a flat roof for both residential or commercial. Give us a call at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCo.com and I will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Mention you heard this on KLZ 560 to receive your $250 fall discount. Have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns, are some rooms colder than you'd like? Upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20 to 40%. Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical heating and air. For quality and service beyond compare, call absolute electrical heating and air. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right, since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat 
heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. All right, folks, Ready Radio, KLZ 560. I hope you enjoyed those last couple of segments we had uh, with Gary. Uh, I, I learned a lot on the whole food preservation side of the fence and how that works, and there may be a time where you may not have uh, you know, electricity, regular refrigeration, and so on, and even his point of if you're out camping, fishing, hunting, and so on, there's all sorts of, of ways to make that work even when you're doing that. But Alan Davis joining us now from Solar Energy Partners, and I wanted to bring Alan in to really kind of dovetail into what we were just talking about with Gary because, you know, there are ways to not only, A, save money on your energy and so on, and I'll talk to Alan a little bit more about that at the beginning of Rush to Reason, but when it comes to a lot of folks out there listening, Alan, that are more in that, I hate the term prepper. Prepper makes it sound like you're some weirdo that's stocking up, you know, all this stuff in the basement. And and it's not that the term is, how should I say that? It's the correct term, but it's been used in such a negative connotation for so long. And for those of you that call yourself that, I'm not saying anything negative to you. I'm just saying in general, I mean, even the FBI now is starting to target people that call themselves preppers. So this show itself might be one of those. I, I don't consider us quote-unquote preppers, but we want to be prepared for the what-ifs of life. And we just saw a big hurricane that came through, you know, the Florida area. We in Colorado, we can have everything from heavy windstorms, heavy rainstorms and flooding. We can have tornadoes. We can have heavy snowstorms, blizzards. They knock out power, uh, you know, can hamper, you know, transportation, all those different things. Uh, Alan, here in Colorado, we have just about everything but the hurricane end of things here and we you know we can find ourselves in similar situations maybe not well i shouldn't say that we had some pretty bad flooding here about 15 years ago in that whole boulder you know north end of of the state and uh, some of those folks were without power and had some major issues for quite some time as well so it, it can happen to any of us we're not we're not immune from that is my point right yeah and and you know it's it's kind of you know i i think it's important if you're uh, you know, a preparation oriented to, you know, to come up with, you know, what is your time frame? How, how much, um, you know, energy, you know, protection do you want? Is it, you know, for just one day, like, you know, in our neighborhood, you know, the, the trees blow down all the time and they blow on the power lines. And, you know, the most, the longest power outage that we've ever had is 24 hours. But now we're seeing new things happening. You know, mm-hmm. we see uh, fires that well, happened fire, in yeah. California. Fire's one I forgot too. Yeah. We have that in Colorado. Yes. And then uh, in California, they had the uh, the terrorist attack, uh, where they were actually uh, they they covered this on 60 Minutes, which was uh, one of the better news stories 60 Minutes has ever had. It, it, it talked about literally just a man drove up on a hill and shot out um, the electrical station, but he knew exactly where which to shoot. Transformers to hit. Yeah, huh? the transformers to hit. Mm. And uh, he was trying to, you know, because in that area, you know, Apple's down there, Google's down there, and he was trying to get all of them at one time. I see. And, you know, he didn't do it. So, you know, like, 
so you know you've got uh, you know with solar you know the reason solar is so great is because right now the people in Florida even though some of them their house is blown away their solar panels are still there because the solar panels uh, you know you know you know were there so like if you have solar you're still getting you know the sun energy uh, you're from the solar panels uh, but you have to make adjustments to a typical solar system right uh, you know for them to be able to right. um, to last those times and I think that's a misconception that I know even I've, I've heard just regular folk say this oh I've got solar I'm good no matter what happens well not unless you've prepared go back to that word not unless you've prepared so on the front side if you didn't if the grid's down, you're down, you're as, down, well, unless you're you down pre- as well. Unless they you go, they go hand the in side. hand. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's a huge point. And it's a common misconception that if you get solar, you're, you're covered. Uh, you have to get either a generator with those or batteries. And, the, and the, the reason most people get generators is because they're far less cost uh, than batteries. And you can get a gasoline generator. You can get a propane. You, you know, you can get, um, you know, uh, whatever fuel you like and you think you'll have on the site to be able to run the generator, or you can skip both of those and just have a battery instead. And, and, and really quick, for those of you that maybe don't know this, I got a press release on this yesterday, which I have not had time to study this. I, I will and might even bring uh, a person on Ready Radio at some point to talk about this. General Motors, where, as you all know, and like it or not, they've headed in a big direction on the EV end of things. That, that's their goal. They want to be totally electrified by 2035 or so. Really, they want to be heavy by 2030. That's the goal that they have set. In turn, they have started a, another division inside of General Motors to compete with the Tesla battery packs, the, you know, the, the power walls, they call them. So General Motors, in the not-too-distant future, is going to have an option on power walls as well. Point being, because the, they're expensive right now. I'm just going to let everybody know that. There's not that many companies that do power walls. The, they're fairly expensive no matter which one you use. Point being, though, just like with anything else, the more competition, the more, the more that get into that market, the cheaper they will become. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and and that's where we're heading. You know, and and most people say, well, you know, should I should I buy a battery? Should I buy a power wall? And the answer is only if you're an essential business and you have to have. You absolutely cannot have any break in the power whatsoever. Right. Uh, but when you do the solar, or if you just want you know, that peace of mind, yeah, that peace of mind. I mean, right? you know, there's yeah. that there's that level as well. I mean, my answer would be. It depends. Yeah. If somebody right. were asked me that, I'd say, well, yeah. it depends. What are you what are you looking for when this were to happen? And, and you know, how long do you think you might be off grid? Uh, and it depends on, again, I think it depends a lot on where do you live? Yeah. Are you really kind of off the beaten path to where, I mean, folks, this is common sense. I mean, this is happening even in Florida as we speak. They are going to try to restore power to the majority of people that they can first the outer lying folk, the outer lying areas will always come secondary. So if you are somebody that is, you know, let's face it, in Colorado, it's tough to be off-grid, period, because we've got a lot of population, a lot of things going on all over the state. But let's say you're in an area where it's not as heavily uh, as heavily populated. Inhabited, yeah. So, so I'll just give you an example. The, the front range area here. They are going to do their very best to make sure power gets reestablished along this whole Front Range Corridor, mainly because we have business here, we've got commerce, there's a lot of things going on. Now, 
I don't, I'm not picking on anybody, but let's go to Bailey. Okay, I'm going to go west to Bailey. Not picking on Bailey, so if you folks live in Bailey, this is not... I love the area, so I'm not, I'm not picking on you at all. In fact, it's a great area. It's beautiful. But no offense, you're going to be down the line, if everything were to happen at once, you're going to be off-grid or off-power longer than what this front range would be if we had a statewide problem. That's how it works. Right, right Alan? Yeah, that's right. That's how it works. The further out, you know, the... the um, longer it's going to take and it's not it's not really uh you know a policy decision you know when i was in the air force you know we had our our plans in place and you know our our policy was to try to restore everybody as as soon as we can of course and and provide aid as soon as we can equally to everybody but the reality of it is you got to travel yeah that's right so you know that's going to go back to just using common sense and you look at the grid and if if you were in charge you you guys that are listening wouldn't look at it any differently. If you were the guy in charge, you, you're head of whoever, XL or even even you know the governor themselves, and you've got a plan, a, you know a disaster plan in place, and you're looking at a map, and you're saying, okay, if we concentrate efforts in these particular areas, we can get you know a hundred thousand homes turned on. Versus if we're over here, we're going to get ten thousand turned on. Well, where do you think they're going to go concentrate? <laughs> Always the hundred. Duh. Right. Yeah. That's right. I, again, yeah. some of this, and and this is where I think Alan can be a big help to a lot of you that are listening is looking at where are you in relation to other portions of the grid. And, and again, some of it's just common sense. How far out are you? Where is your substation? Some of this work you can even do on your own with Google Maps. Go find your power lines and start tracing them out. And how far away are you from some of these particular entities, if you would, because that's how this that's how the distribution works. It's not rocket yeah. science. No, it isn't. <laughs> and it makes sense. So so you you really got three systems, you know, that you can have. You can have just the solar uh, system okay. where where basically you you now uh, your your energy travels from your roof into your house instead of from miles away. Right. Um, and then uh, and then that basically still hooked to the grid, but if you can tolerate an hour outage, a one-day outage, and you know that's good. You know, second is have a generator. Uh, the generator, if there's a fuel supply for that generator, you know that as long as that fuel supply lasts, you'll have power. All right. And then the last, of course, is the batteries, which they're able to be recharged now with the solar. You know, in the in those interim periods. So, if you said, you know, we might, you know, I could see us in a terrorist attack having no power for 90 days. Then, you know, the batteries is the way you want to go. Uh, but if it's if it's uh, you know, 10 days or less, then the generators is what you want to go. And then right. if it's just hours that you have in mind, then then the solar, you know, that's the uh, that's the uh, the better program. You know, and by the right. way, all of this, again, go back to Alan Davis, Solar Energy Partners. You can call him. His, his name, his number, listed on our website, ready-radio.com. You can call him, though, directly, 303-378-7537. You can do it that way as well. And by the way, he's on all of our websites, KLZ Radio. He's on RushToReason.com. I mean, you name it, you go look up Alan, and you'll find him anywhere that, we're, anywhere that I'm doing stuff. You're going to find Alan as well. But I think the other thing, and I talk about this during the week and highlight uh, you in this way, Alan, is the other thing that all of this does, or what you do, I should say, outside of everything we just talked about when it comes to getting prepared and having everything ready to go and so on, you're really, in essence, buying your future energy prices now. Whatever today's prices are for for solar and, and the system and so on, you're buying all of your future energy at today's prices is what you're really doing, which really, if you think about it, is you're protecting yourself from 
that inflationary aspect of energy, which we all know is going to continue to go up and up and up. It already has, unless we make some huge energy policy uh, changes here in the in this in the country, which honestly I don't see happening. And even that takes years to to bring some of those things on. So even if today they decide, yep, we're going to bring more power plants on. You're not going to see them hitting the grid for four, five, seven years probably at the soonest. So the reality is we're continuing to tax the grid more and more daily. We're not adding any more power other than some wind and solar on a on a larger basis. But keep in mind, we're offsetting that. So typically what they do is they shut down a coal plant over here, start up wind and solar over there. And Texas learned really quick how that worked, and it didn't work out so well for them in that one, that one uh, spring storm that we had yeah. down there. So the, the reality is... Um, we're not adding power back into the grid like we should be. That's very well known across the country. California is learning that on a daily basis. What you're doing with solar in this particular case is, again, you're buying you know, you're buying the future energy at today's prices. That's how I see it, Alan. Yeah, and that's really true. You know, because let's say, uh, you know, a typical family that has two children, their power bill is about 200 a month. Uh, that's what it is now. So, and, and you look at that, when you switch to solar, their new bill is probably 190 a month. It, it, there's probably literally, uh, you know, no change whatsoever in the bill. And, and people look at it and say, well, that's just a waste of time. You know, you're, you're going well, from 200 a month to 190 Not a month. three or four years from now. Yeah, that's right. Or even so, a year, maybe. Yeah, that's right. So um, at retirement, that's the easiest way to see it because basically a $200 bill now, if, if the uh, power increases like it's done nationally, it comes out to be about 6.5% a year. That comes out your new power bill at retirement over 25 years is right at a thousand dollars. It's about nine hundred and eighty dollars a month. Now that nine eighty a month though fluctuates to as high as a fifteen hundred. So when you're retired, you're on a fixed income. Yep. That's a big deal. You have a fifteen hundred dollar right. power that's bill. Right. Whereas right. with the solar, you have a zero. You know, because now at year twenty five, the solar is paid that's off, right. and uh, you have no. No bill. So. All right. Hang tight. We're going to have Alan for a little bit of, of uh, his time. I've got a little bit of his time, I should say, on uh, Rush to Reason here in just one moment. If you're listening to one of our replay hours, by the way, you can always go back and listen to him on the on the website itself, ready-radio.com is the best way to do it. Otherwise, we're going to be right back. We do have Rush to Reason coming up next. This is on Friday, by the way. So hang tight. We will be right back. Myself, Andy, and Alan will stay with us for a little bit as well. This is Ready Radio KLZ 560. and opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.